0: in three two one hello and welcome everyone to the no outlet podcast as you can already hear it is not ethan jewel today it is his daughter and biggest fan uh it is another first here on the podcast i will be actually interviewing the the interviewee the interviewer uh Mm. we're switching it up (laughs) And he is more than thrilled. Everyone is excited. Uh, give it up for Ethan! Wow.
1: First of all, your your uh, your command of the English language is <laughs> it's it's impressive and it's a little bit intimidating. So bear well, with me. Get ready. Okay.
0: Um, so we're gonna play a fun game of twenty questions. Okay. Do you know that game?
1: I've heard of it, yep. I get the idea. I'm pretty sure I know what it is, yep.
0: Okay, great. Um, so we're going to start off with an easy one. Okay. Uh, what does the number four mean to you?
1: Number four. Number four is my lucky number. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four is a number that shows up in my life in a lot of different ways. So first of all, my birthday's the fourth. I grew up on 444 uh the name of a road I'm going to leave out just so to protect the innocent. Um, <laughs> you never know who reacts to stuff like that. But I, but I, 444. Four, four, and then um, my mother's social security number has some numbers in there like that. And I always see, and I always see, uh, license plates with 444 four, four, over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, yep. just it, it, it's everywhere and it's all around me. So fours is, is for some reason have just been omnipresent. Yep. Don't know why. Um, It's a glitch in the matrix.
0: It is weird. The fours are out there. And most people don't
1: believe me when I first tell them that. And then... Yeah. Remember when I was taking pictures of it?
0: Yeah, I feel like no one actually believes us. Nobody believes it. Until they see it. And then Matt is always so... Like, he thinks it's insane. Uh, But it's real.
1: Well, my good friend, partner, and and chum, Nicole, she actually... (laughs) Uh, when I first told her and showed her she was like oh that's only New Hampshire. She thought, she thought that <laughs> there was a batch of license plates that had 444. That were 444. But it was only in in the seacoast area of New Hampshire. But then that same time she said it like the same weekend we saw Connecticut, Indiana, Maryland, like all these okay, other that's states funny. and she was like oh, okay all right all right I get it. I see it.
0: <laughs> I get it. You're crazy. Yeah, I
1: get it. I still don't believe it.
0: <laughs> still don't believe it. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a serious question. Mm. Do you like cats or do you like watching cat videos?
1: Oh, I like watching cat videos.
0: (laughs) Okay. Follow up question. Why?
1: Uh, because I think, so cats are a really interesting animal to me. So I would never in a million years have a cat because a, the concept of having an animal that is supposed to shit in your house is something that I just (laughs) cannot get down with. To me, that just seems so like against evolution. Like we shouldn't be, you know, hurtling towards uh, a place where we want our animals to defecate inside our house. But that outside of it, they're interesting animals because they're basically, you know, ancestor, their ancestors were like absolute killers. You know, all cats out there came from uh, the predatory apex killer out there in in the wilderness, whether it was, you know, lion cat, whatever. And so, Inside each cat, they, they, there's really a killer that is <laughs> that's yep. looking to rip you apart. So I like watching cat videos because they express so many different emotions that dogs can't. Dogs can be happy, right? Dogs can be um, <laughs> sad. They can be excited. But cats can be like so many more things than dogs. I, I think they're closer to being human in some ways. And they're okay. also total, but they're total dickheads too, right? I mean, cats. they're
0: yeah, they're crazy.
1: So anyways, I like cat videos because they're so unexpected and you never know. It, it, it used to be a joke, but it's like, they're actually funny. <laughs>
0: you
1: actually like them now. I actually do like them. Yeah. No, uh, no remember shame.
0: when Edie lived in your house?
1: Oh, you know what? Not only do I remember it, I miss it. I really <laughs> miss finding little pieces of kitty litter all over my second floor, just strudled about.
0: Okay, <laughs> that is mean. Well, and then uh, there was still, on.
1: then there was like a little present afterwards, right where she used to have her litter box, which was not supposed to be in the bedroom, but it was, um, there was a little pile of kitty litter right there and I'll never forget looking at it and saying, oh, Amelia.
0: <laughs> leave no trace. Um, <laughs> Wait,
1: what? <laughs> we, we, all the room that leave no trace.
0: We are the best roommates, have no choice. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, what was your favorite birthday growing up?
1: My favorite birthday? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite birthday, but what I can tell you is that the highlight of every birthday that I had when I was a kid, like, you know, I'm talking before I was a teenager, my mother used to go off, and she's so creative, uh, as you know, and she used to make, like, it would be a, like a Batman-themed Birthday. So we'd have a Batman cake. We'd have a Batman game with a Joker face on it. We'd have a Batman game with Robin. And the next year she would do a Spider Man party. And she would have, and this is before like, there was no I party. There was no party r us or any of that shit. Like, she's the best. If you wanted to put on a party like that, you had to, she was literally cutting out wood and making a beanbag toss and painting the Joker's face on this thing. I mean, so cool. So so incredibly talented. Uh so anyways, I would say there wasn't one. They were all awesome, but they were all awesome because of stuff like
0: that. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Um when you were growing up, what friend brought out the best in you?
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what friend? Any friend that brought out the best in me, I just ended up not being their friend anymore. Um <laughs> No, just kidding um yeah, i would I would say- da- uh kidding, but not really in some ways, some of the people that like I had a good friend Darren Sanborn, and he sometimes brought out the best of me uh with academics, you know um but then other times it was you know not like that so mm-hmm. but let me you know, brought out the best in me wow, what an interesting question, so I would say uh. You know, probably the the people from Rye that I knew from first grade, like Andy Olson and Mark Roper and, and all those guys, uh, I would say, because I've known them, you know, the longest and it was always, mm-hmm. they were always part of, you know, what was going on.
0: Who so. brought out the worst in you?
1: Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say his full name, uh, but I used to live right next to my cousin whose name oh, okay. starts yep. with S um, yeah. and he definitely didn't bring out the best in me. Um, <laughs> but we had fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so I I, I, but, but then the same list, like Indy Olson, uh, Eric Klinger, all, all those people that would probably also be in the other side of the list, you know, were there to bring out the worst in me. I think it could be both yep. of both the same thing.
0: I like that. Um, because you kind of grew up with everyone and stayed friends with... I feel like your friends were friends with you forever.
1: Okay. Don't
0: you feel like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've got friends from all different time periods. I've got, you know, like I said, some of the people I went to first grade with, I'm still friends with now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people that I went to junior high with only, um, I, I'm still friends with in, in every different, you know, category. High school, college. Work, yep. on and on. But the the flip side of that, which I think is is kind of counter to what you were saying, is I've had so many like best friends move away and go to different schools. And back then, it wasn't like it is today. Like if you go to a different school now, it's like you're still facetiming, you're still whatever,
0: right? Communicating. Um, it communicating. Really like it was
1: it was definitely different. So, but I think I, I counted up once, and I think that there were like thirty two. Uh, friends from first grade to like eighth grade that either went to a different school, moved away. Um, yeah, it, an insane amount. Yeah, a lot. Um, so, but, but even with that, it's like, yeah, I've I've got a lot of friends from, you know, uh, I'm fortunate to have, you know, several different bands of friends, you know, 40 year friendships, 30 year friendships. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: People are great.
0: People are great. Um wh- okay, would you rather have soup or a salad? Salad. What kind of salad?
1: Mm. Probably like uh a cob salad but
0: a co- Okay.
1: Yeah, cob salad, but not huh. not shitty lettuce. Like sometimes with cob salads they'll they'll go way
0: yeah. low grade yeah.
1: lettuce. You got to have really good lettuce to have a good cob like the salad. the crunchy
0: kind. Yep. Um <laughs> excuse me. Um, what did you learn from living at your mom's house compared to living at your dad's house or what, which like things did you grab from living at your dad's when you lived at your dad's or things that you lived from your mom's when you were living at your mom's?
1: Oh boy, you're going to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't think any of this is a secret. So uh, definitely I, I had better study habits at my dad's house. And I think that that was almost entirely because he mandated study time every day. And it,
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: I think the most it ever got to was like an hour and a half when I was a junior, um, a night, but it was no matter what, every night I sat at the same table that's now in my kitchen and the kitchen, the table you grew up with Yep. that same table, I would sit there and do, you know, homework for at least an hour, hour and a half every night. And, uh, And I would do homework at my mom's house, but it just, you know, for whatever reason, and maybe a multitude of reasons, it just, um, it was a lot more of a conducive atmosphere for studying. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said earlier, I lived next to a guy that was my cousin, liked to party. So I was over there quite a bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but at the same time, you know, the the, the flip side to that is that I really appreciated um the, the buccaneering spirit of my mom when she was like you know I saw the transition of her working in a factory to going literally from working in a factory to just saying, okay, I'm gonna buy a tank of helium and I'm gonna paint my face. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna be a clown. I love that and, story. and 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 fucking if it didn't work. And she did it and she turned that into you know um a gig at at a at a retail outlet and just kind of blew up a business from there. So, you know, and I I didn't really get that same kind of entrepreneurial, you know, um, activity necessarily. Mm -hmm. My dad's also, so there was, you know, I was so lucky to have two different um, equally important, equally uh, beneficial, but two totally different situations Um, You know, one where I had two, you know, I definitely had two parental figures. Like my dad and his wife at the time, they both told me what to do and I listened. And that really wasn't the case at my mom's house. Like my mom could definitely tell me what to do and I would listen most of the time. Sorry, mom. Um, (laughs) But her partner at the time, who's no longer with us, I'd say rest in peace, but I don't feel like it. Um, (laughs) But he, but. But there was none of that on there. So it was just totally two different, completely different, you know, ways to live and ways to grow up. Um, That's an interesting question. I hadn't really ever thought about it like that. But that's, uh, there's my answer.
0: I like it. I love that table that you have. Mm, Me too. You mandated the same thing. So Um, have you ever seen Step Brothers?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> um, I not only have I seen Step Brothers, but I probably have seen from front to back. I've probably seen that movie. Uh, t- if I'm being honest, like legitimate guess, probably thirty times. But oh
0: my god Probably Well it, it came
1: out a long time ago It wasn't like I watched yeah. You know
0: But <laughs> You've been watching it every night i just years. Been just It's
1: on repeat But then yeah. little, But then little Snippets of it Like um, <laughs> There's one scene Where Will Ferrell's character I mean it's the stupidest movie But it's so fucking funny His He's Um John C. Riley's character has a drum set, and the one rule of the house is <laughs> you can't go into the room with drums, you can't touch the drum set. Like, he freaks out about it. So the first chance that Will Farrell gets when John C. Riley's not there, he goes up and he starts fucking smashing on the drums.
0: <laughs> and he gets sp- all sweaty.
1: And he takes he takes the symbol and he yells at the symbol. He goes, Fuck you, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> like he's yelling yelling at his stepbrother as the symbol. And then he gets okay. all sweaty. Exactly, he's on the couch, and then yeah, his brother comes home. He's like, "What are you, so like, so you sweating? <laughs> I'm not. What are you talking about? I was doing aerobics or whatever the fuck you said." <laughs> Anyways, I've seen it. I love it. It's it's that. top ten, top twenty comedy of all time.
0: All right, good answer. Um, what was your favorite part about being a soccer coach?
1: Oh man! Well, number one, it, being around you and Noah. That was it. Mm-hmm. Was the best way for me to make sure that I, you know, had some time with you guys. And, um, so mm-hmm. being around, being able to be, you know, with you guys for practices and games and even watching when I wasn't, you know, coaching, but that was number one. And then, um, I really also liked figuring out like, uh, you know, cause every, you know, you're talking about small town, you know, soccer, town, <laughs> right. soccer, club, soccer. It's like, you you, you're not going to have a team full of like a plus athletes or a plus we always
0: did though.
1: Well, we, you know what it was, we, we were good at just taking what we had and putting it in the right spot. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and that was my answer to your question was I think that was what I liked most about it was getting to know a group of kids, boys or girls, you know, or, or both, you know, when I did rec soccer, it was, it was Mm co-ed. Um, and, and seeing, okay, who's the wicked fast kid. Who's the kid that's smart and knows where to put the ball? Who's very good at dribbling? Who's so aggressive on defense that no one's going to want to try to, you know, dribble past Mm -hmm. him? Like figuring out – because you might have a kid that's not super fast but is the perfect person to have as a fullback. Or you might have someone that doesn't have very good foot skills but is super tall and uh, good hands, so maybe they're the goalie. So that was always figuring out, like, the best combination of where to put the people and then what formation – and the competition of it, you know, it's like, it's, it's cool because you can take this group of kids and it's all physical activity. So it's all a net positive. Like you're going to walk away a healthier human being after practicing and playing soccer. Right. Yeah. So I always loved the fact that it was like, you were taking a group of kids from your community and we're going to go meet another group of kids and we're going to play this silly game. and We're going to see who can win. And it, I, I love that competition part of it. I liked, I liked winning. I like putting together a game plan that worked and it was fun. I used to love It
0: coaching. was so fun. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. The songs we would make up. The, the, gre- the what? I'm blue. <laughs> we would die. If I was green, I would die. We were like singing it to the green team. Uh-huh. Um, all right. All right. Uh, what was it like being a young parent?
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. Talk about getting me in trouble. Dios mio. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It was, I, it was a, ch- it was a choice. I'll, I'll yep. say that, you know, it was, it was a conscious decision of, okay, are we going to have, um, you know, are we going to have children early or late? Um, and if we're going to have er- children early, then we'll be able to, you know, not be parents, parenting younger, or we can go have fun for 10 years and then have kids. And we decided yep. to have kids early. So I think my answer would be different if it weren't something that were part of what we were trying to do. So it was, I, I actually, when I think about being a parent, when I, the age I was to being a parent, I've got friends that are my age. Okay. Yeah. In their fifties and they've got a kid under two, you know what I mean? No, thank you. Yeah. So when I think about those two bookends, I am so glad that I picked the younger because I had more energy to do everything. It was like all the, I mean, parenting is tough. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I think it's easier to do when you've got more energy and you've got, you know, kind of that youth, uh, serum going. So I, I love being a parent when I was young. I had no problem with it. Um, and that's, that's all I'm going to say. I like
0: it. Um, what are you most proud of? Most what? Proud of.
1: Huh? What an interesting question. Um, well, I think first I I have to say I'm proud of my parents, you know, I'm proud yeah. to be uh, their son, you know, it's like, again, their their homes were different and that's not a big surprise because, you know, their personalities are so different too, it, but, but they're both awesome. And, and so, you know, when I think about what both of them have done, um, it just is such an example to be like, wow, anything is possible. Anything is possible yeah. in, in so many different ways and and I've seen this by example, so that's number one my parents the most proud of because and also I didn't really have you know it's like that's put it this way in terms of parents, I won the lottery, you know yeah. think about think about the the bad parents that people end up getting stuck with, you know, oh yeah,, um, and I just totally lucked out with two awesome ones and um uh, also honorable mention to my stepmother who i, I won't say her yeah. name because I don't know if her, her name. Is supposed to be said, but also a good parental figure there. Um, so, what was the question?
0: No, I like it. Just keep on going <laughs> wherever you're at. Just keep it up.
1: Well, no, I was just saying. Uh, uh, what are
0: you most proud of? Yeah. So, and so my, you said your family.
1: So I would say my like mom and my dad. The, the, yeah. yeah. And then I would say after that, you know, you and your brother. Um yeah. For sure, and because I really, it look as much as it's hard to be a parent you know it's hard to be a kid especially you know nowadays and you guys were growing up when cell phones and you know chatting and all kinds of stuff that seems like primitive now um, right. <laughs> was like cutting edge back yeah. when you guys were growing up and so you know it was a it was a weird time to be growing up and um you know i think you were in first grade with 9-11 um yeah so you know i super proud of of both of you, you know, and you guys are just awesome kids and you've made it, you, you've made it easy for me to be a parent. You really, honestly, like it could, I compare to again, some things that are out there. It's like, I'm just so lucky to have you guys. And then I would say, um, I, I, I'm proud of, uh, of lost harvest. I think, yep. you know, um, it's cool to be able to, to say that I was one of a handful of people that had a hemp company, you know, before there was such a thing as hemp companies, you know, back in the early 90s, you know, there was literally a handful of us. It was, you know, maybe 4 to 6 companies doing hemp and um wow. so I, so I love I love that. Uh for sure yep. proud of that. Um proud of Brackett and Wallace. It was uh you know, something I did almost out of necessity but uh, ended up yep. doing something that was really cool and um yeah no uh I, that's a, that's i mean i've got that's so a great many list. things but that's yeah that's that's the core stuff right there family yeah. and accomplishments right
0: I love it it's it's um, not okay. it's
1: not it's not my amount of money i've spent on bailey's back our dog's back <laughs>
0: Oh my God. That's
1: not what I'm most proud of. How much of.
0: money was that?
1: Almost $20,000. Oh
0: my God. Yep. But we saved
1: the dog. We saved the dog twice. We saved
0: it twice. Yep. Wow. That is, that's something you should not be proud of. <laughs> she did live a while, so. No,
1: I'm just kidding. R.I.P. Yeah, R. but R. you're P. not Bailey.
0: really. R.I.P. Bailey. Next um, question. I remember when you threw broom at Bailey. <laughs> um, I remember that, too. Up the stairs. Yep. It was like, that was great. Um, this is a serious one. Is Elmo a national treasure? No. <laughs> okay, He's no not. further questions.
1: Well, I'll, tell, no you, I'll questions. tell you why, but I think you know.
0: <laughs> Did you see the SNL skit where they were making both Elmo and
1: Rock? No, Rocko. you know what's so weird? I can't something about <laughs> SNL this year. Um, you don't like it's cringy. I just, it yeah, makes me, yeah.
0: Some of them are cringy. I agree with that.
1: It's just like they're some of it. I don't know if it's overacting or if it's not, if it's like too polished or,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know what it is, but I've, I've started watching skits and actually turned it off. You know what I do like though? I like that. Please don't destroy that. Oh that,
0: my God, my so, favorite so thing funny.
1: ever. Have you watched, <laughs> have you gone there on the YouTube channel and watched all their other videos? Yes, oh my I'm God. obsessed
0: with all of them. The one where she's like, I all of what you work with. <laughs> the one with the girlfriend on the phone, yeah. they're calling <laughs> and they're like, you dogger, you dogger. Fuck you. <laughs> I,
1: I, I haven't seen one video they've done that hasn't been funny.
0: No, they're all funny. They just put out one from last week, and it it was great. Gotcha. Uh, What was the magician's name from my second grade birthday party?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Okay, so – all right, so there was a – okay, this is going to sound so stupid, but there was actually (laughs) um, kind of a famous top, like, magician (laughs) – (laughs) in <laughs> The Seacoast area. and I'm not even kidding. Um, and it was like, I think his name was like BJ Hickman or I forget. Obviously, he okay. wasn't as famous as me remembering him now like a David Copperfield. But if you wanted to rent, uh, you know, a-, a magician for a party, he was the guy. Right, he <laughs> he was the magician because if you Doesn't think sound about it, at all. and it's kind of good that I'm glad there's only I'm, I'm glad there's one. That, that's all we need. Yeah, one's enough.
0: That's all you
1: need. Anyway, this guy who was like the magician was somehow like on a magician sabbatical, or he he was retiring or something. <laughs> so he sent along his apprentice, and his apprentice was like, um, it was like uh, special Timmy. Was that his name? No, it was <laughs> like um, a nope. D. Oh, you know the name. Just tell me. I don't know it.
0: I don't know the real name. It's like it's like uh, Tricky Dicky or something. Yes, like Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Okay,
0: <laughs> which which is odd in itself to it hire Tricky Dicky to a second grade birthday party. But um, well, I think that's what it's being. You were probably I didn't name him my age, right? So, I know, but like, how old you were? No, you were probably. Thir- right about 30? Well, age? let's
1: do the let's do it. So I think I think that was that your was eighth eight. yeah. I was going to say your eighth grade party or eighth 8-year-old party. So 8, so 92 uh 2002 I was 32.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: It's crazy. But like I said, um, we hired we wanted the <laughs> top dog.
0: Right, the Seacoast Magicians. You did not we didn't want off. Tricky
1: Dicky, but we ended up just, he should have been like, I'm the replacement magician. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> that That's so bullshit. Great. That was a funny birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think was cool when you were younger but isn't cool now? Oh
1: my God, so many things <laughs> um, uh, loud, obnoxious people. Um, Like Brian Bosworth was a football, everything back in like the late eighties, early nineties was like brash in your face, aggressive, like, you know, extreme, you know, um, all the, the fashion was even kind of like extreme and all the personalities from back then were just brash and loud. And I used to like that. I don't anymore. Um, what used to be that I used to like and I don't a lot of words that I'm not going to say. Um,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: You know, there were some words that were very common. I mean, to the point where they were on TV shows, you know, regularly. yeah, not anymore now, not anymore. No, you can't, not you, anymore. can't <laughs> you can't nope, say it.
0: Nope. Don't do it.
1: You can't say any of it. Um, and what else? Um, I feel like uh I used to be a lot more into cars. Like okay, when I was really weird. like when I was really really young like I was obsessed with getting like a a really good sports car, you know, and then Wow,
0: I can't even picture that.
1: Yeah, I it you know, when you're 16 or 17. Yeah. You know, it's like you have a you, you're you're not total you're still kind of an idiot, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. got <laughs> You got a lot of cognitive, you know, development to still go through and uh Yeah. So I remember that, and now it's like, phew, as long, just give me something to get through in the snow, and I, it'll start every single time I turn it on, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a couple things. There's probably, I could okay. probably go on and on, but that's, that's a good amount.
0: That's a good little collection. Yeah. Do uh, you know who just put out a new song?
1: Um, not Miley Cyrus.
0: <laughs> Miley Cyrus.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask you Cyrus. if you've heard a new song. It's a question. <laughs> it's a question that you could literally. I've been asking you that question. Has it been fifteen years?
0: Yeah, it's been fifteen. Like that is pretty impressive. so Miley Cyrus for being very relevant because it could be real or it could be you joking with me, and it's still it could go either way.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, the fact that we've been asking that question in a serious, and it could be like a serious question. For 15 years, like she's been – she went from Hannah goddamn Montana, okay? Think (laughs) about where that was to being somebody who, you know, had to kind of break out of that whole thing and then be, you know, treated as someone who's got real talent, and she does, and she was, and then she went past that, and now she's kind of considered like like cutting edge almost, you know? Oh, she's she's so dope. She's so dope. And so it's like, but there's not a lot of people – That, I mean, you think about it, even Britney, like Britney was, I wouldn't say she was as far into that weird place that Hannah Montana was, but when she started, she was pure pop, you know, she was 16 or whatever she was. And then over time she tried to become like a different thing, but she lost her mind, shaved her head, you know, like, you know, that all that stuff happened And she never quite got there and she never really continued to be relevant. But Miley Cyrus has. So if if nothing else, Miley Cyrus has shown that you can go from being Hannah fucking Montana (laughs) to being like a legit cutting edge, you know, cultural icon and pop star. You know? Yeah.
0: Couldn't say it better. Um, How does having a sense of humor help you in your life?
1: Jesus, how does it help me?
0: That is literally your answer for all of the questions is Jesus.
1: (laughs) Well, each one makes me react that way, I guess. Um, Jesus. (laughs) Always a difficulty. Um, (laughs) Always a difficulty. Can you repeat the question?
0: Uh, Yeah. Having a sense of humor, how does this help you in your life and being a parent? how does this help you in general, just having yeah. a sense of humor?
1: So I think it helps with everything, whether it's, you know, being a parent, being a friend, being a work coworker, worker, being whatever you have to see the humor and stuff. You can't take things too seriously because, you know, it's like, there's always going to be shit that doesn't go right. Always. That's a guarantee. There's always going to be something that breaks something that a process that doesn't get followed, a rule that's broken or whatever. And, if everything is so rigid and, like, strict as to never go outside any of that, then you'll have an aneurysm or a stroke or something, you know? It's yeah. like you can't you can't put that much pressure yeah. on you, so you have to just kind of, like, uh, you have to have a sense of humor. Even if it's not, like, your traditional, like, you could say, all right, that person's got a good sense of humor, but maybe they can't apply it to everyday life situations. They can only apply it to, like joke writing or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I think having a sense of humor is just understanding that no matter what happens, like you could like, let's say you were delivering juice, by the way, shout out to everyday boost juice. If you guys want mm-hmm. a little shot of immunity coming your way, a little boost of energy, you want to feel <laughs> good does. about life again, go to everydayboost.org and sign up for a subscription of weekly cold pressed juice to your door. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I mean but but seriously, if you were bringing a delivery of your juice and your new nice glass bottles and you dropped like thirty six bottles, it would suck <laughs> in that moment, right? Right. But yeah. at the end of the day it's like that stuff is that it I guarantee you at some point you'll probably drop thirty six glasses at Did once. Did I tell you then what then, happened? No.
0: Okay. So the first day that I used the glass bottles it was like sheer ice out of my house. Oh. And I I had 30-ish, 30, probably thirty six bottles in my hand. And I was walking outside with all the ice, And I literally, it looked like a cartoon. I slipped and just like all of the glass bottles came out of the box and just landed on top of me. And I, while I was falling, I had my big, cissy jacket on. So I opened my arms and they all like slowly fell on me. Nothing, nothing cracked.
1: Okay. So... <laughs> I'm not even sure where to begin but here's where I'm going to start. <laughs> Are you going to have to start wearing like a helmet because it, <laughs> if if you had been a little bit less lucky and one of those things had like broken on your head oh, no. or broken on your throat or whatever it's like oh, be okay. careful. That's that's <laughs> me telling you to be careful. Number 1. Number 2, yes. back to the original point, which is and that sucked at the moment nothing broke but even if it had you know, broken. You lost a couple of whatever. What's really the consequence? A couple of bottles, right? It's yeah. it's not the end of the world. Um, and being able to handle things when they don't go perfectly—that's that's the real. That skill. is
0: very true. Yeah. Um, have you always wanted to do improv? Have I what? Have you always wanted to do improv?
1: No, um, I haven't always wanted to. No, I. Uh, in fact, even as recently as maybe. Four years ago i 'm um, not sure if I ever would have ever done it, you know, um, yep, but uh, I happened to be living in Newburyport, and I was looking for something to do, uh, and so I just kind of started poking around like what 's happening in Newburyport, and I saw an ad mm-hmm. for um, improv an improv class, so I was like, okay try that wasn't really sure about it but then you know i did the first class and i'm like oh my god this is so much fun and uh so then i just i then i was like hooked then i was like all right yeah i want to do this a lot um but yeah no until, in, until that very first lesson i never would have even thought about it considered it um wow yeah
0: I love that you started that. It's so fun to watch your little improv shows, and I love that you started that. It's such a cool thing.
1: Yeah, thank you. No, I have a lot of fun with it.
0: Um, after the whole year is done, mm. your whole new, because it's your birthday week this week, I know you don't really like your birthday that much, but happy birthday. Okay. Uh, what's one thing you want to accomplish this year?
1: Um, that's a, I love that question. Um, so I was just thinking about that. I was looking back at, cause I don't like to do the traditional, I really used to be into like setting resolutions, but I think that you can do it a better way than that. And I think people try to bite off more than they probably should try to bite off. So I looked back at the last year and I was like, okay, what did I accomplish that I'm proud of? And mm-hmm. so then, what do I want to do this year? And I think if I could pick one thing to do, it would be I've been talking about getting like a, a video set up, like having a couple cameras in here, mm-hmm. and kind of finishing because I've got a I would call it a studio. I mean, there's places oh, for yeah, multiple mics and there's places to sit and just you know cool posters. It's and really lighting cool. and but but I want to. Have video down here, so I, I think I'm going to buy a MacBook Pro. I'm going to buy some cameras. I'm going to buy some nice. switches. I'm going to try to figure out how to um, put it all up so it doesn't look like shit. And um, I think <laughs> if I could, if I could do that this year, uh, at some point between now and the end of the year, and and, and stay with the fitness uh, routine that I got into, if I could do those yep. two things, that's that's fine.
0: That's a, a solid year. It's fine. Um, All right, final question Yes Who likes mashed potatoes?
1: Oh, well uh, (laughs) It's the world famous rapper uh, Sean Kingston Oh, oh! (laughs) Sean Kingston likes the mashed potatoes He sure
0: does (laughs) Likes the mashed potatoes He sure, sure does Um, That was so much fun I loved interviewing you, Dad Um, We gotta do it again next year and talk about your new setup. Maybe we can do it in your setup next year. Wow. Oh. Okay, I literally got concerned that there was a cricket in the room. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> I started looking here. around.
1: I Amelia, that God. would be the biggest cricket. It would be like a four-foot cricket. <laughs>
0: I, got, I didn't know there was an was alarm that? going off or what. It sounded quite loud in my ear.
1: <laughs> Everybody's laughing at you.
0: <laughs> Especially okay. Well, that I, that I, one guy in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said yes to this because uh, a lot of people, like you, named Ethan Jewell would say no. So I'm glad you said yes.
1: Well, thank um, you so much for doing it. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Another first on the No Outlet podcast. And, and any final words, host?
0: Happy birthday. Okay.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: Love. Over bye. And out.